In the overly competitive world of the music biz, people have a tendency to offset its sleazy, underhanded nature by being superficially positive and buoyant. I have learned through trial and error over the years that the wider the smile, the bigger the whisper. People will compliment you to your face while they gossip behind your back. This, of course, isn't relegated strictly to the music biz, but when you factor in the higher percentage of insecurity and fragile egos the industry naturally attracts, the public's slings and arrows are more poisonous and sting a little harder, and thus the constant counterbalance of forced smiles, phony compliments, and insincere platitudes from the mount. I recognized this long ago. It didn't sit well with me, so I foolishly tried to take the opposite approach, volunteering my unsolicited negative opinion on any band or album at the drop of a hat. This was not only silly, but counterproductive and worked against our band. It took me a few years to pull the giant shoe out of my ass and get over myself. Both approaches are foolhardy, pretentious, and unwanted. So what's left? When it comes to bands, the fragility of egos and alpha male posturing, at least in the world of hard and heavy music, can be nauseating, not to mention exhausting. Sometimes all it takes is an outstretched hand and immediately fortresses crumble, beefs are squashed, and away we go. But often, instead, what's left is a giant pose down, a game of uncle, or a staring contest until one party decides enough is enough. Sometimes this can all be in our heads, and sometimes it's simply because the two parties have never met. Touring and being in the business, you get to know who's who very fast, and sooner or later, you rub shoulders with them. But when it comes to Gothenburg, Sweden's hardcore superstar, there was no sooner. It was way later. It took us over 15 years to meet and greet the guys in Hardcore Superstar. We only finally met them last year when we were both booked on the same show together, a one-off outdoor show in Helsingborg, Sweden at the Tivoli with Denmark's very own DAD. When I got to the venue site, I went to the backstage area and saw how all the dressing rooms would be sharing a common area and hoped that through all this time, both camps would be cool to one another. I'm always good for an introductory hello, a handshake, head nod, and a bit of chit chat, but one whiff of attitude and my bad first impression remains encrusted in my psyche forever. But upon meeting singer Yoke Berg, my trepidation was quickly dashed. Yoke immediately launched into his time spent in Canada, and we shared a few laughs. He's a great storyteller, ice broken, and by the time the evening was over, we parted as friends, both happy and I think a bit relieved that the other was nice and cool. Of course, as I've noticed with things in my life, once someone or something is in my orbit, I start to see them or notice them more often. And even though more than 15 years, 16, maybe even 17 years of never bumping into one another, seven months later, we found ourselves on a bill with hardcore superstar again, 
this time in Finland for a few shows with the Backyard Babies. Then again this past May, where we played the Bandit Rock Boat with Hardcore Superstar, and where I was able to corner Yoke for a talk on the podcast. Hardcore Superstar are a rock and roll tour de force. With 10 albums to their name, they have toured the world and over, playing their hard and heavy sleaze rock. Their albums and singles have charted all over Europe, and in the lexicon of Swedish rock, exported all over the world. They stand alongside bands like The Backyard Babies, The Electric Boys, Shotgun Messiah, and Crash Diet. So I wanted to get Yoke on because it would be cool to hear just how much our rock and roll travels and adventures paralleled one another. I must note that A, this was done on a boat. The Bandit Rock Boat, to be specific. And so we're always left to the extended sounds and noises of a moving ship. And B, because it was a one-off show, I didn't have my usual blue mic microphones with me. But the magic of technology, I was able to get some pretty good audio with what I did have. Still, I want to thank Blue Mic Microphones and Skullcandy Headphones for their support of the podcast. Thanks to everyone who has left a rating or a review or both on the iTunes store. Please, if you can, it would be cool if you left one too. But I'm, I'm just glad you're listening to this episode because hardcore superstar lead singer Yoke Berg is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around. It's better get his Danko school on telephone free. I'm so glad I like to sometimes get me in from fucked up. Stop playing hang down, down. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around. Nick Flanagan is Danko's co-host Download for free on SoundCloud and iTunes Sometimes Damien from Fucked Up Stops by and hangs out too When the weather is bad and there's nothing much to do Take a listen, would you now, to what Danko Jones would do It's the middle of the night and you better do it fast Turn the speakers up loud for Danko's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready because the Danko Jones podcast starts. So, okay, I'm you're here. In my presidential suite. Yeah, in your mansion. In the yes, in my mansion on the on the boat. Yeah. Uh, quite embarrassed, but <laughs> I'm owning it, man. I own. I'm yeah, owning it. Own I got. I gotta own this. So yeah, this is welcome. But uh, it's great to uh, uh, talk to you now. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting with hardcore because you guys are a band that we. I think it's the same with you guys. We've known of each other for so many yeah. years. And then we finally met. We never played together. Never. No. But we finally played and met and played together last summer. Yeah. In Helsingborg, I think. Yeah, in, yeah, with yeah. the DAD. DAD. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really great yeah, way to yeah. meet you guys. Yeah. And there's just, you know, with these uh, fucking, with rock bands, it could be a lot of ego involved. Oh. And so we, I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect you from say, you guys. Yeah. So I always, I'm always like standoffish. Yeah. People take it the yeah. wrong way. But then you guys were so nice and, and really welcoming that that was yeah, pretty I mean, much quickly evaporated. 
I mean, I, we're in the same boat. So, I mean, it's like uh, uh, we're doing this for, you know, the, we, we, because we love it and we this is our living. So, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like people who are like, you know, like egos in this. I hate the business because of the egos. And uh, I always liked Danko Jones, for example. And uh, I remember when we played in Toronto back in 2002. Yeah. There were so many people who were like, uh, oh, Danko Jones is shit. <laughs> fuck. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. We played it with this band called Plasma Blast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the singer, Marcus, I think his name was that. And... Uh, he was like, uh, I asked him, why, why is it that they, they write on the wall that Dango Jones suck dick and shit? Why is that? Uh, because they suck dick. But can, can, can you give me a reason why? Uh, no, let's have a beer. And I was like, I like Dango Jones, so I wonder why. But he couldn't answer that. Mm. So, and uh, we played with the New York Stitches and stuff. In, in Toronto and uh, London, Ontario. Yeah, call the office. It's yeah, be. yeah. I'm quite surprised that you guys did a. Did you do a full national Canadian tour? No, we did. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we did uh, Toronto and we did at the Album Combo. Oh right, yeah. 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 That's where uh, the Stones recorded "Love You Live." Yeah, I know. That's why we were were happy yeah. to play there. Yeah. yeah. Very and cool. uh, but. Uh, was that 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 show was a funny show because I mean we had we were headlining and uh, we had uh, C J Sleaze. Oh yeah, we love C J. She's yeah. great. Yeah, she was opening up. It was uh, I, I, she she's great. I I always thought she um, she was really uh, I loved her vocals. That was the best yeah. part about her because she just was so raw. Yeah. And she is right. I'm not sure if she's still doing uh, music, but I was a big fan. And me and JC yeah. were big fans of hers. Yeah, CJ Sleaze. And she wrote an autobiography. She did? Yes, I have to find it. Uh, I was at this record show uh, about six months ago, and, a, and there was a vendor just there selling books. Yeah. And a guy three minutes ahead of me bought it. And I've been oh. I've been looking for this book for <laughs> how many years since it got released? I get you know it's hard to find now, but yeah, she has an autobiography. It's worth it's worth finding and checking out. And I have a few of her records. That's too. so cool because when I, when we met her the first time, it was like that wasn't you know the first thing I was thinking of that she was doing a, a book. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. you know, a lot of rock guys you don't think no, no, books, no, no, you know. No. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, because, yeah. you know, when I was talking to you last night about doing this, uh, and I think I mentioned it to you in February when we were in Finland yeah. together, you you said, oh, yeah, no problem. I talk a lot. Yeah. And when someone talks a lot, it it's an eventual lead to, are you going to put these down on paper? We talked about it, actually, because um, we have a... I mean, n- next year we're... Um, 20 years with Hawk Superstore next right. year. Yeah. It's a long time. So, uh, but uh, the problem is that uh, either we have to kill people around us that doesn't want to, we, we don't want to hear know, them to know what we've been doing through this 
20 years because there's so many things that not good to tell. Yeah. So, uh, but, but that's we what sells books. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's it just uh, depends on. Yeah. How but much, but uh, how many copies you want to sell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we 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 we're talking about it actually doing a mm. doing a book. We did a book, uh, and it was released in Canada. We did it in 2012, yeah. and uh, it was an oral history. Yeah. So the writer Stuart Berman, yeah. he tracked down oh, a hundred people. He got quotes from, interviews yeah. with, tracked tracked people down yeah. who were lost to us. Um, I was I hooked him up with people he couldn't find or he couldn't, you know, and. Uh, they tell the story of our band with us as well yeah, yeah. in the quotes. That's so cool. And that's a way of, you know, going through stuff. And there was, as with every band's history, yeah. there were, you know, points in there yeah. um, where, you know, there's, you know, people who didn't really have good things to say about us. Yeah. And those are the people that I wanted in the most. Yeah. And I, I was like, just let it loose. Whatever they have to say, just go. Because yeah. I, personally, I don't have anything of my past behavior to hide. No. I stand behind whatever I did, no. good or bad. Yeah. So, and also in the, you know, uh, in the wish to sell copies, yeah. controversy is good with a book. Yeah. So, yeah. this depends how many yeah. copies you want to yeah. sell. Yeah. But there's also other ways to do yeah. it. Like I know backyard. Babies did a, a yeah. picture book yeah. as well, which yeah. was really well done yeah, with yeah, four we, discs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was like I think five years ago or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and have you guys? Do you guys have a documentary or something like that, like on a DVD or something? No, actually, we we, we got twenty a lot years, of, man. We, yeah, we got a lot of material. Mm. We do, but uh, because we're we're like filming all the time, you know, with iPhones, uh, like it is today. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, uh, so we got a lot of material to do a documentary, but uh, it's like we're talking about. Like I said before, we're talking about doing a book and and uh, also doing a documentary because I love documentaries. That's the best thing. So uh, and all the other guys do that as well. So uh, we talked and we're talking about doing a live DVD and live album. Mm. We never done that, so we got so many things to do. Left, so it's. Uh, I admire that you've been around for twenty years and you've never done a live album. I mean, that's the thing. People, when we, like today, when we went through the boat, yeah. people, you know, want to talk to us and stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Main thing people ask me: When's the live album out? When when you when when are you doing a live DVD and uh, stuff like that? They always ask me that. I think the problem with us is that we are so. Uh, just talking about live albums is that when you when you hear live albums today, they redone it in in studios afterwards. You know, <laughs> like the famous Kiss and yeah. I mean, it's like uh, I don't want to m- mention any names or anything, but I, 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 friends of mine in a band they they're releasing a live DVD and a live album now, and. Uh, I talked to the bass player, and he was like, oh, um, I, need, I need the files for the, for the, for the show and stuff, because I, I'm going to do the bass all over again. Mm. And that's not live to me. No. You know? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I like The Who. I like Free. Bands like that. They would never do that. Hearing you talk about mistakes. Yeah. Uh, live at Vakken. Yeah. 
all the guitar fuck-ups that I usually do at a show, which mm-hmm. the volume sometimes um, goes over yeah. the audience's yeah. head because yeah. of the sheer volume. They yeah. can't hear the, the tiny details of the mistakes mm-hmm. are all on there. And it's hard to listen to for me because uh, I did fuck up some shit. Yeah. And lyric, lyrics, too. Yeah, but that's human, you know? But leave it all in because it is live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I totally agree with what you're saying. You're a saying. person. So, no, we do have two live releases and you have zero. You yeah. are a better band than we are. No. Because of it. No, no, no. Seriously. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, when, when uh, we got approached to put out the live at Vakken DVD live album, because it was Vakken, you can't say no because I just feel it's so esteemed and so respected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, So kind of, in a way, it kind of, you know, ruined what I was uh, hoping to do was no live albums. And it was a stance I had for years. But you have kept that for almost 20 years. 20 years is a good, that's a good long enough time to go, hey, we did it for 20 years. Here it is. Here it is. But you you know what I would would think is, because you have this enviable position of no live album for 20 years. Well, I don't know any band who's been around for that long who's never put out anything live. You should do a fucking staggered live release. I'm sure you have like uh, uh, shows from the first years and then shows from the middle. And it really, you can really... Yeah. Track a band's not progress but history yeah. through through like the best of live album. Oh man, it's amazing yeah. what you guys have to play with. Yeah. Very enviable from where I'm standing. Yeah, I mean we recorded a lot of live you know takes through the years and mm. stuff. So we got a lot of material, like I said mm. before. So it's uh, from raw yeah. set to yeah. pristine digital. I mean, I, I think we I saw I heard not long ago we played. Uh, I don't know if you know this venue in Berlin called Violet Heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. First time we played Berlin. Yeah. yeah. I think it uh, helps like uh, 100 100? people. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like 150 people when we played the first time. Whoa. And it was like, it was like pouring sweat down the walls and stuff. Right. We did eight songs. And the other guys in the band... They wanted to go out and take some air because they they couldn't breathe. But uh, those are the best shows. Yeah, and I'm like, in those shows, I'm like, I don't care if I can't breathe. No, because same here. Fuck you! Come on, like this, you know. And uh, okay, let's go out and take some air, and then we go back. And the, the guitar player at that time was like, um, oh, I can't go back now because I fucking, fucking you get up on the stage now, I'll fucking kill you. But you know what's amazing is what the other members of the band may or may not understand as a singer, yeah. that's the best condition to sing under. The humidity is yeah. wicked for your voice. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Perfect. It's like... It opens it up. Yeah. You can sing for another... Yeah, hour. another... Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, so that it spurns me on too. Yeah. Like, but Wild at Heart is one of the coolest clubs I've ever played in. But after that show, I was like, no, fuck this place. I want to nev- never play there and again. But then I heard, I think it was like a couple of months ago, uh, a guy who were like recorded that show. Whoa. Yeah, it's a crappy sound, but I don't care. Yeah. It's like, what real. year was this? What? What year? This was uh, 2001, maybe? Oh, so it was like in the early years there. Yeah. Like first three to yeah. five years. But it was like, you know, 
I love Iggy Pop. He's one of my biggest idols. When I, I mean, when I hear Raw Power, for example, it's like, that's so... I get like fucking... Oh, I want to throw things, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what's the sound on that, you know, recording. It was like... First mix or second mix? Uh, <laughs> the nerd. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Uh, I just like Iggy Pop, because he's Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got five minutes with him one time. Really? Five minutes. I didn't fuck him. I just talked to him. Right. <laughs> I'd be impressed if you did. Yeah! Five minutes is yeah, yeah, not yeah, a yeah. lot of time. I need four seconds. No. <laughs> uh, uh, what's it? Hultsfred. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I was there with, uh, 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 I worked with the band, the Transport League. Okay. Back then, I sold t-shirts for them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, I met Iggy Pop and I was sitting down with him for like five minutes. It was the best time of my life, oh, still. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Talking about raw power and Iggy Pop. But, uh, but he's, he's the coolest guy in the world for me. I got everything that he ever done, like bootlegs, everything. My my wife is like, why why do I have to buy this crap? This is not a you know uh, official record or anything. That's why <laughs> you don't understand that. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Huge Chiggy Pop head. I love it. Yeah. The cool thing is that we we open up for ACDC in uh, started the Alpe in Turin. Whoa. Yeah, uh, on the stiffer up lip tour. Oh, so that's O one or O two. Oh yeah, O two, I think. Right. Yeah, and uh, after the show, I was like, uh, I, I because because of the black market with the with the t-shirts and stuff in Italy. Yeah, I want to go up and look at the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a Biff was with me. Right. Yeah, and and it was like uh, when through the security guards and up. The stairs in the arena, and someone's mean Biffin, and uh, someone screamed, Hey, it's little, little Iggy Pop! Whoa! They called me that in Italy. Italy. Nice. So I was like, oh, Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, Biffin told me, We have to go back. Well, this is gonna be crazy. We're gonna have to go back. So we have to go back, and because they were like, Whoa! Running towards Whoa. me, and Biffin. And he was like, Securing me and stuff, and that we went back, and the security guards, yeah, they told me before you can't go out there. And then we come back, and he was like, "I told you, you can't go out there." So we have to stay inside. So, but yeah, yeah, Iggy Pop. Cool. Yeah. How was that show playing with ACDC? Oh, it was fucking awesome. Was that one show or was it like yeah, only one show? Okay. We we played in, in Gothenburg as well. Oh, wow. Ulvi. Uh, the the coolest part, I love Phil Rudd, the drummer, mm-hmm. the best drummer so he, in the world. Yeah, he came back in '99. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I was sitting like if 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 uh, his drum rise was like like here, I was sitting just beneath him. Whoa. Yeah, and he was like he had he had like a cup of coffee on a plate and a newspaper, and in between the songs. It was like, he didn't care about the audience or anything. It was like, turn page and read and took a cup of coffee and a sip of, a sip of coffee and, and uh, lighted a new uh, 
cigarettes <laughs> and uh, like like a machine. Go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Next song, same thing. Yeah. It's funny when you see the little the little things behind the scenes. Yeah. I remember when when uh, we would tour with Motorhead. Mickey D would do a drum solo, and Phil Campbell would be backstage just reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. Oh, it's so that's hilarious. Relaxed. It was so funny. Like, I don't know if he was actually reading it to read the book and because yeah. he were where he left off or if, if he was doing it to take the piss. Yeah. yeah. But he was definitely entertaining all of us. We yeah. were howling backstage. Yeah, I, I, that nobody could see this. No. Uh, yeah, I love all that, that, yeah. that, uh, all that shit. No, that's, that's really cool. How did oh. you get to that coveted spot right next to Phil Rudd without getting... Kicked off or no? Because the, the, the crew of uh, ACDC, we, we played with them a couple of years later at the Stockholm Studio, and uh, they remember us because they picked us in, in Stockholm. Oh, okay. They wanted Hardcore Superstore to open up, and we got like oh. we used to have like forty minutes, thirty minutes. We got an hour to open up for ACDC. Yeah. Whoa. Now that could be good and bad. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm like very intense on stage. I don't, you know, I don't take no for an answer. It's like, I want your hands up here. And, uh, and I did, but, but hard. It was hard. I mean, ACDC and Kiss fans and yeah, like Metallica. Yeah, all the big you, ones. You pretty yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're sure. Yeah. Slayer. Yeah, yeah. You're fucked. Yeah, no matter yeah. who you are. Yeah. It's not. It's not an insult to you. No, and the band. no. And uh, but we we uh, we had a great. We took a great picture when thirty two thousand Stockholmers holding their hands up mm. like this. You have the home team advantage. Yeah. But if you were to do it anywhere else, maybe in New York or something, yeah. like people would just be like, yeah. shoot us. We want to see ACDC. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't care. Yeah. And that's the thing is like. Like when Van Halen reunited, they took out Julian Marley as the opener, like a reggae act. Whoa! Yeah, and or and then they took That's out weird. Cool in the Gang as well, and then and then it's like, well, because everybody who's going to see Van Halen now yeah. want to see Van Halen. Yeah. So the opening band for that tour is more like just like soundtrack music. Yeah, no, yeah. everyone was just like talking while Julian Marley was yeah, playing. Yeah. So if it was a real rock band, like a rock band opening up for Van Halen, yeah. there would have been more attention given, but it could have been negative. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, man, I, as much as I'll, I'd love to do those, I will always say yes to those tours. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, not, it's not as uh, easy as no, people think. No, no, it's no. It's fucking tough. Talking about easy, I mean, Motorhead is the same, time, the same thing, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Open up for them. We opened up for them a couple of times. Yeah. It's tough. I got a funny story, though. Uh, Lemmy, I mean, may he rest in peace. Um, we played in Oslo. We did, a, we did a Scandinavian tour together. This is like 98, 99. And uh, we were in Oslo. And uh, their tour manager at that time, Wayne, Wayne uh, he came to our tour bus and asked Sanye, our tour manager, that uh, is, uh, let me want uh, Jockey to come to his bus. And I heard that, that we were sitting in the bus drinking coffee and reading. And Sanye come up 
upstairs and he, he said like, hey, hey, Lem, I want you in the bus. What? 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 <laughs> what? Lemmy. Yeah, Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, okay. So I, I went to the bus and he was like, uh, yeah, Lemmy want, uh, Wayne told me that. Uh, yeah, he just wanted, you know, hang. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And uh, you don't turn that down. No, you don't. And, and uh, I went over there, and uh, it was like open up, and then and it was like very polite. Of course, he's an Englishman, very like a gentleman. Yeah. But the funny thing, the first thing he said was like, "Welcome, joke." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Joke." <laughs> I, I didn't How want, do you correct I, I, I didn't want to correct him, but it was like, welcome, Joke. No, your your name is now Joke for yeah. the rest of the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> the big joke. Uh, uh, I didn't care about that. Yeah. But, but I, was, I was like, what? He, he, uh, he knew who you were. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool for me. So I went in, 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 uh, in his, like, lounge in the bus, and uh, he... Uh, um, he asked me, like, uh, you want something to drink? Yeah, of course. Uh, I drink whatever you drink. I was like, what did I say now? Jack and Coke. And, uh, of course, I fixed that for you. So, uh, he, he uh, took, like, a, a, a beer glass, like, this high, and uh, he poured, like, 70% of yep. whiskey and 30% of... Uh, Coca-Cola. Coke, Coca-Cola, yeah, and uh, I was like, Whew. okay, I'm sitting here with a living legend, yeah. I'm not gonna argue with him about the amount of whiskey yeah. in my glass, so I was sitting there, and we were talking, um, uh, he told me that he liked talk superstar stuff, and I was like, of course, uh, that warmed my heart, and, and uh, but uh, the funny thing is, when he it told me that. Did you know that I um, recorded some uh, country songs and stuff? No, I didn't do that. No, I didn't know that, know about that. So, uh, uh, do you want to listen? Yeah, of course. Why not? Why not? So, he put up on a record. I mean, you can imagine. You know, I mean, uh, Lemmy singing country. Who do you? Who do you? Like this. I was like. And he was like, after, after every song, he was like, is this, you like it? I love it. Yeah. I don't know what, if it was the whiskey who kicked in or if I really loved it. But uh, uh, I can say now that it wasn't that good, actually. <laughs> it was like... Was it with Slim Jim? Yeah, but this was... This, yeah, I think this wasn't with Slim Jim. It was something else. No, this was like a, a more... more that that's like uh, rockabilly. Rockabilly. Yeah, yeah. That was like more country. Oh, so full on. Yeah, full on. But uh, uh, not Keith Urban or like not like that. No, no, no. <laughs> new country. <laughs> no, no, not new country. <laughs> and uh, but, you, but even if it was, you would probably have still said this is amazing. Yeah, of if, course. If you're in front of yeah. And uh, I was like, I was like. I can say this now, but because I, I was like a little child. Oh yeah. I was like definitely. And that's the same thing when I, I you know, I met Ronnie MSD once, uh, and it's like I heard I heard a couple of singer, uh, records with you guys, and 
and uh, the whole band were like standing. I'm going from a from story to story now. So uh, uh, I was talking to Ronnie MD in his uh, dressing room in Gothenburg once, and uh, he told me that I heard uh, a couple of records of you, and I, I think you're a really great singer. And I was like, <laughs> almost cried. Wow, from the greatest rock singer yeah, of all time. And the other guys in the band were like standing there and talking to. Uh, Fuck, I forget the name now. Which one? Which instrument? Craig Goldie? No, no. Uh, it was from Rat. When, when Rat. When, uh, that singer in... Fuck Stephen me. Piercy. John Karabi. Karabi. Oh, John Karabi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was... <laughs> and uh, they were standing there over there and talk. Uh, he was talking to the band. And I got in his band. And, and, um, and all of a sudden, Ronnie told me that, you know, you're a good singer. And it was so, he was so fucking kind. It was like... Talking to you like uh, like you known him for like mm -hmm. ages. Yeah, he was like uh, I I don't I can't I don't know how to explain that, but it was like you f you felt at home. Yeah, and I heard he had a um, what is this a phot photographic memory? Yeah, so he would remember everything. Yeah, so he told me that when I'm gone, you have to keep my heritage going, man, because you have a great voice, you're a great singer. And then I started to cry. Yeah. Full on. I cried like a baby. In front of him. In front of him. You know, it's so and weird. The, and and the other guys in the band, yeah, yeah. my band, come on, you fucking pussy. What the fuck? You're standing here with Ronnie, no, Don no. Robin, Mickey D, and you're fucking crying, man. But no, I, I had a similar... And Mickey D saved me. Oh, yeah? What yeah? did he say? He said, like, what the fuck, guys? Fuck you. Did you hear what Ronnie just yeah, told Jocke? Yeah, yeah. No, it's heavy. It's fucking heavy. I, I, I almost, now I got goosebumps talking about yeah. it now. When I, when I met Dio too, I, I uh, teared up yeah. with the shit he said. So it, it's uh, so, so, so because he's the greatest rock singer of all time, yeah. arguably. But I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah. There's a few other kind of contenders there. Yeah. You know, there's Ozzy, there's Rob Halford, there's Lemmy, yeah. um, a couple other guys. Yeah. But, I mean, pound for pound, yeah. in terms of sheer talent, yeah. I mean, you can't argue with that guy's voice. <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, actually we, did, uh, we did this, uh, when he passed away, we did this uh, show for the Sweden Rock Cruise. Uh, it was me and Ada. From Marcus Superstar, and it was Bjorn and Peter from In Flames, and uh, uh, oh, I forget the name now. Fuck, the keyboard player from Evergrey. Mm, Rille, I think. Yeah, uh, we did uh, three songs. We did uh, Rock and Roll Children, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, and we did uh, Stargazer. Oh. What? You sang all this? Yeah. I would like to hear that. Uh, it's on YouTube. Yeah? And we did... Uh, One Night in the City. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, you can pull it off just yeah. hearing you do that. Yeah. So, but the funny thing is, but... Uh, this is this is so fucking nerd of me to do, to t tell you this, but... When I was on up on stage on the boat, I, <laughs> people are gonna kill me when I say this, but uh, I felt like I had him 
like inside me when I did the songs. Sure, man. I was like, I was like talking like him on stage. <laughs> I was like, you know, I got the horns up, you know. Uh, this next song is about you, my children. This is rock and roll, <laughs> children, for you this one. I was like, almost like I had his soul in me. Sure. I felt that. Sure. That's, that's so weird telling you this, but because I never told anyone about this. Because I really, I really felt him. It was like, he's here. And uh, it was a success because the audience was like, because never, there's no one, <clears throat> they, they never, you know, thought that I'm going to sing those kind of songs because I, yeah. I sing like I sing. Y yeah, you've got... You I got a, I got a big way. range, but not like... Because Ronnie M's D.U. is like all about its power. It's like it's like Star Wars, you know? May the force be with you. No, I, I, totally, yeah? I totally know what you're, you're, you mean. And the cool thing is that the guys from uh, Niflheim... Oh, yeah. Yeah. They came up to me afterwards. Uh, they were there. Yeah. Peter and... Uh, one of the brothers. Yeah, the right? one of the brothers, yeah. yeah. And Peter was like... Standing like this. What the fuck did that came from? come from? I mean... I got this new band. You want to sing in this? You <laughs> said yes, right? Yeah, of course. I was like, fuck yeah! And, uh, but it, 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 what happened? I haven't heard. It's like he had a project and it doesn't, you know, worked out. And oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I would love to hear that album. I was like, because he was like, uh, I mean, Stockholm, Gothenburg, you know, Peter and from Stockholm and I'm from Gothenburg. He was like, we always like, when we met, I, uh, I love you fucking Gothenburgers. Right, like right, that. Right. And then he came up, it was like, nothing like that. After the show, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He was like, I want you to sing in my band. Like that. I was like, wow, yeah, of course. And then uh, Michael Okefeld from Opeth. Yeah, yeah, of course. He came up to me. Nice. And uh, the guitar player. Um, uh, his name? From Opeth? Yeah. Uh, the The... He used to be an arch enemy. Yeah, he's so fucking awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. His they came up to me and it was like, "Wow, yeah, you fucking killed it up there." And like, with these people come up to me, it's like, "Yeah, maybe I did." First of all, you just mentioned three guys who I I have to assume I think are very opinionated, yeah. very picky, oh, very very critical. Yeah, and you won them all over. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, that's the thing. Because I was like, whoa. Because a couple of years, oh, 10 years, 15 years before that, one of the brothers in Niflheim, Eric, I think it was, we played this show in Gothenburg at Musikens Hus. And, uh, I mean, he's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. fucking true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I did this interview in the, in the hall, outside the hall. And all of a sudden, in the interview, Eric came up and like, 
false metal, false metal. He pointed at me. And the same guy was like impressed 15 yeah. years afterwards. Like, so I mean, maybe it's about, you know, growing up or like, you know, I don't know, but it's like going from puking on me and accusing me to play false metal to, oh, fuck, you're a great singer, damn. It's like, I don't know because how to I, that. He, I, I promise you, he, do, he doesn't remember that time. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I remember yeah, right. Of course you do. And that's, that's like, I don't know if... I'm not accusing anyone, but but I love Niflheim and I love uh, you know those brothers. So uh, I I love Niflheim too, yeah, yeah. but I also know that I could I could never be recruited by them no. to be in their new band, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly the feeling, the feeling that yeah. you you're trying to convey here. Yeah. Like it's hard for someone who's yeah. not familiar with Niflheim yeah. and those two brothers to yeah. go, "What does he mean?" Yeah. But these two guys are so hardline. The lines in the sand are so drawn yeah, with yeah, them yeah. when it comes to metal yeah. that they can't. Yeah. What you guys hardcore do, yeah. do yeah. and it, what I mean, we're yeah. we're in the same boat yeah. with those two guys. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, we're actually in the same boat. Yeah, right now. we're in the same. Literally, yes. <laughs> um, but. Their way of thinking is um, how people used to think in the 80s yeah. when it came to like kind of glammy rock, glammy metal, and then like thrash metal and, and uh, you know, whatever, pure heavy metal, whatever. Yeah. As the years have gone by, every, those lines have kind of faded away, you know, and there's not too many dividing lines. And you can say that it's great. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. because I, you know, who needs all that bullshit? But no. at the same time, I don't know why, but I find it hilarious, and I don't take offense that those two guys are still so divided. Yeah, I, I kind of find it like comforting. I like that. Yeah, I like it in a way. Yeah, too. I mean, as much as I don't subscribe to it, yeah, I kind of like appreciate it. Yeah, that's the same thing when we, we're. Uh, Back in 2007, when, when Van Halen reunited in, in uh, the, the, the tour in the U.S. Yeah. And uh, Adi told me that, hey, you heard that uh, Van Halen, they're like reuniting now in, in the States? What? You want to go? Yeah, of course. We went like... Whoa. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Nice. We did too. Uh, we went to uh, Charlotte. And Greensboro, the first two shows. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And, I mean, up to date. If that was a vacation, that's the best vacation I ever had. I will never have another that's better than that. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we were six guys. It was was me and Ade and our merch guy. And Sanjay, who's now working with uh, In Flames, yeah. yeah, and uh, Ted, another friend, and uh, and the one guy Jonas Curling, he's a promoter in Uppsala. Uh, we went there like we didn't know Jonas, and but now he's a friend for life. Mm-hmm. But we went over there and and uh, we stayed at a great hotel and, and stuff and we just had a good time. We went to this one dollar bar and we like had a blast. And then we 
went to this like basket <coughs> basketball arena, and 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 it was like. This is I having the best time in my life because I mean I see I'm I'm seeing the reunion with David Lee Roth and Van Halen. I mean that 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 show were like two hours and twenty minutes, the best time of my life. It's funny. You but sh- the cool thing is that sorry no. The cool thing is that when we were standing out, you know, in the what do you call that uh, outside the arena? Oh, the uh, the ho- yeah 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 uh, yeah the, uh, tailgate. Uh, no, the tailgate. Yeah, uh, where you can buy beers and stuff. Oh, 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 oh inside the arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're standing there, buying beer, and all of a sudden I heard this voice I recognized, and it was this the the was Troy from Mastodon. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "What the fuck?" Who's talking to us? You crazy Swedes! And we turned around, it was Troy. He drove from uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Four <laughs> hours drive. I thought I was fucking crazy. You were. You, you traveled. You flew fucking from Sweden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 11 hours to get here. Mm. I thought I was crazy. I was like, I must buy you a beer. Of course. <laughs> so, oh, that's crazy, uh, man. Yeah. Because. Yeah, I mean, it's the reunion of the century. Yeah. You know, now it's old news, but back yeah. then, it yeah, was the well, show to be. Yeah. And what? it's funny, because Sweden was never, Europe in, as a whole never really took to Van Halen as much as it took no. to other bands from America, yeah. which is so crazy, because they, the two brothers are fluent in Dutch yeah. and everything about yeah. that, that it's such an easy, yeah. you know, um, so when I meet, Europeans who like Van Halen, like yeah. Danny from Glucifer is yeah. the biggest Van oh, Halen yeah. fan Drummer. I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Diamond Dave. Yeah. Diamond Dan. Diamond Dan. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh so hearing you are a yeah. huge Van Halen fan, what did you what did you think of the reunion album? Um, Different kind of truth. Yeah. I don't know actually. I mean I I I I um I think the past was better, you know? I loved it. You did? Yeah, I think it's incredible. I think it's a, uh, from what we were told. It's good, but it's I mean, amazing. It's, maybe it's some. I'm getting older or something. I don't know, but uh, I, 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 you've I, lived with those. Yeah, old yeah. So maybe that's why. Yeah, but I heard that those were from those those days. All those songs were taken from all those days. And what we did hear behind the scenes was if Eddie couldn't nail the solo in three takes during those sessions, yeah. the songs were scrapped. And those were the songs that were on Different Kind of Truth. That's what we heard oh. in 2010, two years before the record was put out. We were told by someone <coughs> who's really close to the camp yeah. uh, that they're working with David Lee Roth on a new album. And that was the... <coughs> Don't die on me, Danko. I have, a piece of, <laughs> I have a piece of fry in my throat, I think, from yeah. lunch. But those were the songs taken for the album. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so cool. But when you hear it, it's like, yeah, this, this doesn't sound like 5150 or Balance. No, 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 or no, no, no. It sounds like it could have been a B-side yeah. from Women and Children or, yeah, or um, yeah. you know, like... Diver down. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm happy to know that we share very many uh, shared experiences and likes. 
yeah. listening to your stories. Yeah. It's very, very interesting to hear your perspective because it's very similar to mine. I would always remember this and I always treasure this because, I mean, through the years, I never thought that I would meet so many, you know, of my idols that I did, you know. So, I mean, I treasure this and I, I bear that in my heart because that's a memory, you know, that I never thought was possible. And, uh, I mean, so I, I treasure it and I will, you know, tell as many people I can about it because how nice and, and how lovely and, and kind my idols really were. But, okay, thank you, yeah. I mean, thank for you. the stories or, I mean, I love to hear uh, stories about band guys, but when it's from a similar perspective yeah. as, as yours, we have sh- have shared experiences, yeah. it's nice to know and comforting to know that, uh, yeah, I'm not alone in all this. There's no. there's another guy in a band who's, who's <laughs> fucking geeking out on all yeah. these guys, yeah. Yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like such a total nerd so yeah man it's 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 great to and great to play with you again man it was great last night it was awesome and thanks for doing it again yeah we'll do it again uh we seem to do it every six months yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right man thank you for a whole month a whole whole exactly Yeah. yeah man but uh thank you for doing this thank you for having me thanks man thank you